this is Trey. Thank you for joining us for a Thursday edition of our podcast, also known as Question Day, or uh, increasingly, actually, as I travel around the country, it's known as Mary Langston's Podcast. So I'm not real sure how all that came about, but but it has, uh, and I have lots of airport experiences to to prove it. Uh, Mary Langston, uh, congratulations on uh, on your podcast, and how are you? I'm doing great, Trey, and thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it, and we always have the best questions and most thought-provoking questions as well. How's your week been? Well, the, first of all, those are two very, very different things. Thought-provoking and best <laughs> are not synonyms in my mind. <laughs> the older I get, the less I want to think. Uh, I don't know about that. You're quite the thinker. Did you ask how my weekend was or how my week has gone? I guess we can go with both. I did not pay attention to any sports. So what are some highlights that we need to know about? Uh, South Carolina lost on the road uh, at Tennessee. Uh, Clemson Mm -hmm. beat Syracuse. Alabama won. Uh, Baylor somehow came back and won. Uh, Dallas uh, looked very, very good. Um, which means they won't look very, very good next weekend. Mm. Uh, the Americans lost the Ryder Cup, but that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Um, <laughs> not just not look, golf is hard, so not about the way they played, but just about the way the media covers <laughs> I mean, the way media covers people mm. who are lots better at doing something than the media is. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to get off on a side street, although. We'll go back to the Solheim Cup. Have you heard of a, a female golfer named Lexi Thompson? Mm-hmm. Just because of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, she plays for the U.S. I I, I like her. Um, she had a chip, um, and she the golfing term is shank. Have you heard the word shank? I have. I don't know if it's a great term. No, it's awful. I mean, it, I mean, it's not like a bad word. It's just it, right. it's an awful golf shot. And everyone who's ever played golf has done it. It is when the it's when the ball hits the hosel and not the club face. So mm-hmm. it goes. I'm not good with physics, but it goes like straight right if you're a right-handed golfer. <laughs> so she she hit that shot, and every one of us has hit that shot before, and everyone who plays golf for a living has hit that shot before, and no one wants to talk about it after you hit that shot. In fact, some people think it's like a jinx to even use the word. So she does it in a match. And of course, the media is mad because she won't like explain how she shanked a chip. What is the explanation? I mean, I I hit a shank. I, what else is there to say? <laughs> mm-hmm. But the media gets upset because someone won't relive like a an awful experience. I just I told you I wasn't going to go down that side street, and there <laughs> you sent me down that side street. So uh, that was. The weekend and then the week obviously has been dominated by drama on the floor of the house. So it's been quite the week. It has been quite the week. And I'm impressed that you can just list off the sports like that. I'd have to be Googling who won this, who did that. So thank you for sharing that, Trey. Oh, I could rattle off more than that. I just figured, I mean, (laughs) like, you know, you and Terry can rattle off Bible verses. I can rattle off sports statistics. (laughs) 
So well, you we can use- also do Bible verses. So Terry and I need to figure out the sports situation. <laughs> we each have our gifts. And my That's gift true. is I have a photographic memory as it relates to scores and sporting <laughs> events. Well, whatever works. That's a great gift to have. And we appreciate you sharing it. We do have a lot of great questions today. And they are centered around kind of what you talked about, not the sports part, but the Capitol Hill part. So you ready to get started? Oh, great. Um, Not really, but sure. Yes. Okay. We'll knock out that one first. It's a question from John in Florida. He writes, can you explain why Matt Gates would accuse Kevin McCarthy of hiring internet influencers to spread bad things about him? Um, John, in the great state of Florida, I cannot. Um, the accusation was made. I did follow that. The accusation was denied. I did follow that. I think, you know, I mean, I always operate under the assumption that my friends can be wrong and my foes can be right. And Kevin is a friend, but that does not mean he cannot be wrong. It does not mean he isn't wrong. In this case, um, you know, I don't know all the facts. What I do know is what I just laid out and that Kevin's own lawyers uh, wrote a demand letter uh, demanding that his name not be used. And I you remember this, Mary Langston. I remember it vividly. Only it still happens. People, people use your name without permission. Mm. I mean, there are entire like Facebook sites that you you and I have nothing to do with, but yet they they use your name. Mm. So, I, one thing is for sure: there are schemes and plots and scams that routinely use well-known people like Kevin McCarthy's name without permission. Um, Kevin denied it. Um, I, I've known Kevin for well over a decade and he has been credible and trustworthy and believable in every one of my interactions with him. Uh, on the other side of that, uh, there are people in the world who cannot handle criticism and they immediately assume it must be part of some nefarious plot against them, that it must be orchestrated and that it can't possibly be organic or real. Uh, I got a lot of flaws, uh, and you should have uh, my wife on sometime to discuss them if it's a long podcast. (laughs) But one of my flaws is not a belief that I cannot be wrong. And just because you're criticized doesn't mean your critics are wrong. So the, the, the fact that there are people who are like not happy with any member of Congress whether it's the gentleman from the panhandle of Florida or anyone else, but doesn't mean that there's some nefarious plot to undermine them. It could just be that people don't like them. So I don't know the facts. And to me, it always comes down to facts. Uh, You, John, have correctly kind of set up the conflict. Um, I I don't know. I I don't know why people accuse. Well, a couple of things. I don't know why people like gratuitously do awful things to other people. I don't know why people accuse folks of doing things that they had nothing to do with it, but it happens a lot in our culture. And we got to wait for the facts and then make a credibility determination. 
And that's the best we can do. Well, thank you so much, Trey, for answering that. Thank you, John, for your question. We'll answer more of your questions when we come back. Our next question is from Lorraine in California. She writes, how did the second Republican debate work out for you? Um, well, uh, I, I continue to think it's a process that is unworthy of picking the leader of the free world. Um, I've thought that for years now. I actually did a podcast one time on how I wish we would debate for that office. And just to be absolutely clear and fair about it, not a single solitary person on the face of the earth agrees with me on it. I, I, I think these ought to be day-long events with no notes. And let's see how people, let's see how good a command you have of what you believe and why you believe it. And let's see how you interact with with others who are seeking that same position. I just I just think it's laughable that we have these important questions and we are expected to answer them in 60 seconds. It, it is is nothing but some one-liner that you might possibly get in a Vince Vaughn movie or a Will Ferrell movie, which I'm all for if you're trying to be entertained, but I'm not all for it if you're like picking the leader of the free world. Uh, there's not a bigger Dana Perino fan in the world than me. Um, I, I actually thought some of the best lines of the night uh, were hers, not by design, but by circumstance. Uh, she asked, again, someone I like, but she asked someone I like a really fair question about the you know so-called Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. And the answer had to do with the death penalty. Okay, mm -hmm. look, I mean, I'm all for like expanding our horizons and I'm all for like creativity and open-mindedness, but how you get from the Affordable Care Act to capital litigation, I have no idea. So she did try to bring this candidate back, but there's no punishment for not answering the question. And and we don't punish people for not answering the question. If we if we like them, then we make excuses for them. If we don't like them, then it doesn't matter what they say. Anyway, I didn't learn much of anything about the contrast between the candidates and the front runner. Um, I did have one of the candidates on our television show Sunday night. And I, I mean, I've had several of the candidates and I always start off the same way. I, and I'm not like trying to pit people against one another in some gratuitous way that doesn't mean anything. But politics is about contrast. And if you are running against someone else for a job, it is fair to ask, what are the differences? Do you have policy differences? Is there a different way that you would implement your policies? Do you have personality differences? So I just, I mean, I heard a lot of crosstalk. I heard like a lot of stuff that had been like prepped into people's minds. Hey, you need to say this, even if it doesn't fit, you need to say this, you need to quote, win the debate. And the way to win the debate is have the most memorable line. Mary Langston, I know you've heard me say this before and I hope like it haunts you um, after I'm <laughs> dead. If you want to be a different kind of leader, you have to be a different kind of candidate. And, mm -hmm. and I'm just waiting for one of the candidates to kind of say, you know, no more. 
I'm not participating in this kind of mindless theater. The issues are complicated and they're serious and they're worthy of a process that allows us to to debate them. Um, and I, I just don't think that's what we're doing right now. So that's what I think. Well, thank you so much, Trey, for breaking that down for us. And thank you, Lorraine, for the question. Our last question is from Bill in South Carolina. Hey, can writes, I ask you a question first? Yeah, of course. Can I put you down as a job reference when I get fired for not <laughs> liking the debates? Well, we don't think you're going to get fired, but you can but always could, list me. <laughs> I can list you as a reference. Of course, anytime. But you're not going to get fired, Lord actually, willing. I'm, I'm not going to list you as a reference because you, you tell the truth about things. I, I'm going to list some of my friends <laughs> that I think would kind of cover up for me if I needed it. So Are you going to say mind. Radcliffe? Uh, Radcliffe would probably do it. Tim Scott would definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've got plenty of friends that I think would have selective amnesia when it came to me, <laughs> but you can't tell a lie. So I, I wouldn't be able to have you as a reference. But yeah. Yeah, might not be the best one if you're going no, that you direction. Would not, no, you would not be. No, you wouldn't be. I did mean to note that Lorraine, she's the one that reached out a couple of weeks ago about the first debate question and how she was wondering, you know, should all the candidates have the same question? So she came um, back that, and asked this question today. Oh, that well, she is following these debates. I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say a lot more closely than I am. So <laughs> she is. <laughs> Lorraine, I can certainly tell you that the Cincinnati Reds blew a nine-run lead about a week <laughs> ago and cost themselves a chance for a wild card slot in the baseball playoffs. But I can't tell you about like the job I'm supposed to be able to talk to you about. I, I did, I did watch the debate. I just, I don't know. There's just got to be a better way. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, so many things are updating and changing as society changes, and that's kind of one of those things that really didn't change. At least yet. Uh, no. And um, part of it. And look, I do not blame the moderators. I do not blame. I don't blame the warden. I blame the inmates. And you, you just and I blame us a little bit. Mm. You can't constantly interrupt one another and expect the jury to be able to hear what you're when I, I remember when I was in court. And every now and again, Mary Links, and I hope this doesn't surprise you, but lawyers get mad at one another. They're arguing or you're arguing with a witness. And the judge just says, look, the court reporter cannot write down what you're saying. Speak one at a time. And that's true with the rest of life. I mean, there were moments in that debate where there were like five people talking at the same time. It's, I don't know. I better move on to another question so I can keep my <laughs> legendarily low blood pressure in check. Well, I know in school we would get in trouble if we would talk at the same time while the teacher was talking. So I'm sure there's other people that understand and agree with you on that. But anyway, yeah, we'll switch um, topics so it doesn't get your blood pressure going up. And we're going to move to Well, my Bill. thoughts on that were my teacher needed to talk less and give me more time. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're right. You can't talk while the teacher's talking, but maybe the teacher ought to take a break. That's kind of my <laughs> thoughts. But we'll move on to the next question. That sounds good. Well, our last question's from Bill, and he's from South Carolina, so not far from us. He writes, did you ever have any interactions with Murdoch? Uh, Bill from the great state of South Carolina, not, um, Alex Murdoch or his deceased wife or deceased son or living son. Um, Alex's father 
was a prosecutor, was what we call a circuit solicitor. Everybody else calls a district attorney in South Carolina when I was. He obviously represented a, a very different part of the state from, I mean, we literally could not have been uh, farther away from one another. So I would see him a couple times a year, and that was it. Uh, so yes to the grandfather, who, if I remember correctly in the chronology surrounding this crime, um, I think he was alive at the time of the homicides, but not alive at the time of the trial. I think I have that right. Um, but yes, I, I did know uh, Alex's father, who would have been the grandfather of the uh, one of the of the son who was killed, who was murdered. But I didn't know. Didn't know the younger Murdoch uh, or his deceased wife or his deceased son or his living son. Okay, well, that's all we have for today, Trey. Thank you for answering the questions. Uh, you're very welcome, Mary Langston, and thank you so much for um, doing such a great job of either making up like a nom de plume uh, name <laughs> and uh, staging questions that you think I might could uh, answer, or or I guess the alternative is thank you so much for scouring uh, email and social media and and helping me pick questions each week. We'll go with the second one, and you're so welcome. And we appreciate y'all for sending us your questions each week. You can go on Trey's website and go in the comment section and ask your question that way. Or like Trey said, social media is a great way too. Oh, my Lord, I can only imagine what's in the comment <laughs> section. I am so glad that I don't have to look at that. So. <laughs> Uh, Mary Langston, I hope you have a great week and I hope everybody else has a great week and we shall see you again on Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right, we'll see you all then. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.